Raging Buffalo. Welcome back to another episode of the Raging Buffalo podcast. We are on episode 16 now, believe it or not. 16. Now, unfortunately, our guest today has cancelled on us. They've been sought by immigration for not having enough money on them entering the country. Do you want to have a whisper? <laughs> yeah, so the, our guest, he had a bit of a problem dilemma coming into the country uh, on his... Well, he had the visa, did he not? But he mm. just didn't have the, the cash in necessary hand. amount of money to, to come through customs. Anyway, I'm sure he'll be joining us at some point, will he not? Yeah, he, he'll get back to us. He's just not feeling too comfortable about the country right now, but that's a story that's, for that's, another time. Who, who is? I'm Connor. Yeah, and I'm Tom, <laughs> and welcome back. <laughs> welcome back. So, Connor, mm. this week, this week's been a bit of an adventure for, for myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, for all listeners out there, I'm, as, as you know, I'm from England, and I decided to make a custard pie. <laughs> it's pretty good, that custard pie. It's delicious, yeah. There you go. No, it wasn't. <laughs> 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 no, it's, it's funny, I've, I've been here for a while now, and as Connor has, and it's hard to find some, some of the properly... Uh, British foods or, or things that are from your country it's very hard to find so you have to make it yourself and my, my the family I have you know they're all Thai here and I, I decided last week yeah, I'm going to make a custard pie like what my grandma used to make and Lila she was on board you know, she's, she's only six years old she loves to get involved so we're there on on sun, on Saturday so, Saturday no Sunday getting involved was it Sunday or Friday Friday are you sure I don't know definitely yeah, Friday, Friday, Friday? definitely okay. Friday. It was on Friday, folks. So it was on Friday, <laughs> and we we got into it. We made the pastry, but mm. over here it's so hot the pastry was tearing apart. So at the end of the day, I just start, I just shoved the pastry in with my hand, <laughs> fisted the pastry, made it fit the the, the tin, the, a deep pan tin, mm. and then made the, the the custard the filling, and put that in afterwards and baked it all. And it, it looked it looked it looked the part, but I was a bit wary because when I moved it, it was like. Very, very, very liquidy jello. <laughs> and only just yesterday we cut into it to see if it had worked. And I don't know, Connie, you tried it, haven't you? It was nice. It was pretty good. It was nice. When you want to make something in Thailand, you want other people in, in your family or your partner that's not from the from the country you're from to experience what you like. And most of the time, most of the time it falls on deaf ears because what you forget when you're, when you're the one that's moved to another country, you're very open to new experiences and new things and new foods because you have to be. Whereas the people that live in the country that you're in, and if you're with someone that's from that country, you forget that if they haven't travelled, if they've if if they've been on holiday but they haven't travelled, they haven't left the country to live in other places, that their mindset is a little bit different, and the family's definitely got a different mindset. When I give uh, so there's a, a story, we could we could we could recite it in a story. <laughs> Imagine there's a boy, an English boy in a very English family, that lives in a very English home, on a very English street. In a very English village. And this boy, this English boy, decided to leave the confines of his village to go further, to venture out to the big city. And whilst he's in this big city, he meets a girl from another country, or a boy from another country. And they become friends. And over time, things evolve and they become partners. And after a year, they decide, oh, you know, it's time to go and visit the parents. So this very English boy takes his, his partner from another country to his very English village, to the very English streets, in the very English house made of bricks and mortar to visit his very English family that have never lived out of that village. And she decides, or he decides, that they want to make some food to give to the family as a, as a gift to be welcomed. So, obviously, his partner says, oh, 
got this I've got this food for you. Made it for you. And then the the parents go, Whoa, what the bloody heck's this then, lad? What's what's this food? What's going on here then? Because the food is nothing like what they've had before. Because it's from a different country and it's made completely differently. Maybe there's an egg in the middle of the of the dessert. Like over in Chiang Mai, we've got you've got not two tam crop, but there's a, another Thai dessert that's similar to tam crop with the tapioca balls, different colours, and it's got an, a boiled egg, hard boiled egg in the middle mm. of the dessert. Now it's very strange, but I, I've accepted. You eat it and you go, oh, you know, I can get on board with this. However, we are also the people that have been around a bit, so we do accept things a bit more easily. And I've got very strong opinions. As Connor and, and the rest of the the, the listeners will, will realize, but you're very open to new new ideas, new new feet, the new adventures, I guess. So uh, that was my adventure over the weekend to try and bring something from my culture to their culture, and just for it to be poo pooed. So Apart what? from Lila, she was nice enough to go. Oh yeah, I like it. It tastes nice. <laughs> so that was that was very nice for me. But Connor, you like it, didn't you? Yes. So there you go. If you want some custard pie, just get in touch, and what we can send you, we can make a pie for you. So what's the moral of the story? Don't cook for other people in foreign countries. <laughs> I don't know. The moral of the story is, you know, you win some, you lose some, innit? That is it. You win some, you lose some. Majority of the time, if you're in a different yeah. country, you, have to, you accept their, their customs and their food, but don't expect them to accept yours because they don't have to. They're mm. in their country. One thing is exciting, though. It's happening in Thailand, Connor. Do you know what it is? No. The beginning of the Lana Rugby Tens League. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, so that's starting on the 3rd of August. So... As you're all aware, or if you're if you're first time listener, I am the the creator of the Lana Rugby Club. We need to get some trumpets going for I every know. time we talk about the rugby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so crescendo into it. Presenting Thomas Dubley and the Lana Lions. Yeah, there we are. Thomas <laughs> Tom Tommy and the Lions. That's what it is, isn't it? So we've managed to get PRC involved, the Prince Royals College, we've got Chiang Mai University. Chiang Mai All Stars, which is a rugby was a rugby league team, but it's converted to Union, which is awesome for us. And the Lana Rugby Club, and we're going to be hosting. Well, we're going to have three of the weekends. They're going to be playing at PRC Prince Royals College. Mm. So if you want to see some some live rugby, some some local sport that's not just a, a tournament, but it's continuous. So it's going to be from three until six every Saturday. We're going to have the first two match, first two weekends are in PRC, and there's going to be. Uh, four matches played each weekend, so that's Prince Royals College on the seventh, on the third of August, on the seventeenth of August, and then on the seventh September, on the thirty first of August, we're going to host our, we're going to host the matches ourselves in Lampoon at the Lana Rugby Club, which is awesome. <laughs> so, because we're trying to get the community into this idea, this notion of continual sport and in local camaraderie and support. And to develop something that children can aspire to become, that adults can play and can make friends and can get a new feel for things. Because if you play for a team, you'll be moving to different places. The idea is that every weekend you go to a different a different location to play rugby. And then once you're there, maybe you'll have a drink there and you get to know something that's going on there. So to bring the rugby to Lampoon is huge. Very much like how Lonnie took the rugby to Chiang Rai with Chiang Rai Bears. We, and we've created our team in, in Chiang in Lampoon, the Lana Rugby Club, we're going to be bringing those teams out to Lampoon to play rugby there. So it's good for the college, for the Lampoon Technical College, because they're the play, the people that support us with the land. And it'd be good for the, lo- for the locals. So maybe we can take some of the players down to a local bar down there that we like. And we can try and get some of the people in Lampoon 
to come out and watch the rugby and get people from Chiang Mai to come out to Lampoon as well and to support this this really good cause. <laughs> it's this great cause. <laughs> you started somewhere, you started with nothing, and you've come this far. You should be proud of yourself, man. No, it's mad. It's, uh, it's great. 18 months, maybe a bit longer now. Mm. We've got the rugby pitch. We've got the players. We've got the league. We've got the kit. We've got the practice kit, the training kit. We've got, we've got, we've got the memberships going on. We've got everything going on. But... Have you got a mascot? No. We have not got a lion. <laughs> we have not got a lion. We have not got a lion costume. But it doesn't matter. We don't need mascots. We're not American football. We're rugby. Proper out old school British. Run around in amateur your pants. In, the, in the rain. I mean, today's been raining. Beautiful day today. So we, we do the pod, We release the podcast a day later. So today's Tuesday. And he's been throwing it down. And all I can think is, oh, yes, the land's going to be soft. And that's what you want. <laughs> In in the in the December time, January, February, when a lot of rugby is usually played, cause it's cooler, but the ground's hard. So it makes more sense for me to play rugby in August, September, October time when it's wet, because then we've got this feeling of this really grimy, dirty, authentic uh, place to play rugby, mm. weather to play rugby in. So yeah, so that's cool. But the downside of playing in the mud and rain. We got the nasty cold going around at the moment. Ah, <laughs> that happens anywhere, whether you like it or not. You're going to get a cold. That happens anywhere. I mean, in Britain, mm. in in anywhere that's cold, mm. you, know, you get a cold. When yeah. the weather changes, you, you don't need to play sports to do that. Uh, it, it, it does. It always bugs me. You know, when you go out into town and you notice a few people sniffing, and you just kind of go, "It's here. <laughs> it's here. <laughs> it's coming for you. When am I going to get it? Oh, that's down. it." <laughs> So one of our players, in fact, Tim, mm. uh, an American uh, fella from Michigan, mm-hmm. he's going to be playing fly half for us, and he's the so the fly half is the man that gets the ball from the scrum half from from the scrum, and he's the one that decides what's going to happen with the ball, which direction the ball is going to go for the backs, and he's the one that that lines it and organises the backs. Now, he came out this weekend. He's, he broke his ribs a while, uh, broke or bruised his ribs a little while back, but he's back into it now, back in the fold. And at the weekend, we did a lot of cardio. You know, it's, it's not it's not easy going. And if you want to play rugby, you want to play something that gets your heartbeat going, promise you, come down on Saturdays between four and six at Lampoon Technical College and Land of Lions will put you through your paces, no problems. <laughs> but he came down anyway and, he, and, and he's not been doing a lot of cardio. And he was going through all the stuff that we were all going through at the weekend. And he was very, very sick. I mean, he was throwing up. He was chundering at the sidelines. Uh, when we had his breaks, you know, just water coming out, but it's effort. And he said, mm. I, I really appreciate that sort of thing. That, that player came all the way out to Lampoon to begin with, and he's sick, and he's coming round, running round, and hopefully, well, hopefully, he got rid of it that weekend. <laughs> hopefully, he threw it all up, and he's, and he's all right this week. Because mm. this weekend's the last rugby training session, and we're going to be getting, apparently, there's a South African coming down. We've got uh, a Kiwi that's keen on playing. There's some, I think, a couple of Englishmen as well. And Australians as well, so we've got we've got a few people coming down. It's just about getting ties involved. So I'm hoping that when we do play in Lampoon on the thirty first, thirty blah, 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 the thirty first of August, we'll get all the people from Lampoon coming down from the school. Hopefully, coming down to watch as well. And we can really generate this community understanding of what rugby's about. There'll be some food there that you can buy. The players, you know, they get free, they get food for free, and it's it's about generating this community. It'd be really really cool. <laughs> I really enjoy this sort of stuff. I mean, I've got a lot of stuff going on, but the rugby is something that you can I can just see growing, mm. and it's just going and going. 
The more energy it's put in, the more you get back as well. You definitely seem to be in a snowballing stage now. It's happening. They always say that whenever you're building something new up, it's always a struggle. And you get to a certain point where it all starts to snowball and come together and all your hard work's beginning to pay off. Yeah, slowly. (laughs) It's getting there. I think I I was thinking this with, you know, the, the perfect number of years to know that something's working is three years, I think. Because mm. when I was back in England, the band I was in, Damn Dirty Apes, we were together for about three years. And it was only then that we started to snowball. People were talking about us in Leeds. And they were wanting to, the, when we had gigs coming up, people had come to watch the gig because we were playing. Mm. People we didn't know, but we're friends with. Which is awesome when you've got a fan base. And then I left. <laughs> I said, see you later, guys. I'm going to New Zealand. <laughs> <laughs> and I left him. Bye-bye. Well, that's just how it is. Because hmm. I, 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 I love the band. Well, you can't, you can't just stay in a location for a band if your heart's in somewhere else. That's it. So I left and did some other stuff. And it's like with the with the rugby. It's taken a, a year and eight, a year and six months, a bit more maybe. And it's slowly starting to get there. When I first met you, Connor, we had only a couple of players. And Connor came down. God bless him. <laughs> <laughs> to play some rugby. And we... And you, you can see we was, we was trying to get things going. Mm. But now we're getting people in, people are getting in touch with us that want to play rugby. Yeah, it's not go. about me going out there, just talking to people randomly saying, do you want to play rugby? They're coming to me saying, I want to play rugby. And it's amazing. People are hearing about us and mm. they're getting to know about it. So that's, that's great. But I reckon in another year and a half's time, we'll really know about it. Because then the legal have happened two or three times and it'll start to happen in a big way, which I'm really looking forward to. And everybody in Chiang Mai, well, maybe not everybody, but people that like sport, they yeah. should be really happy that you know this is happening because the football isn't very organised. Okay, you've got a couple of five-a-side leagues, whatever, but it's not on a big scale. I mean, this is a big scale. We've got our own club. It's not like we're renting a space. This is a, this is a pitch that the, the school said, you know, you can use and you can have it as your rugby club, which is amazing. So in the future, hopefully, we can buy our own pitch and we can really build our own clubhouse. But until then, the school's very, very graciously... Or will graciously? Well, what's the word? What's the way to say it? They have very kindly let us use the space in Lampoon. It's amazing. Yeah, we love it. There you go. We have to start somewhere. We do, don't you? That's it. What do you think, Tom? Should we have a break and some cat custard pie? Yeah, I think we should have some custard pie. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do it. Saudi crap. Rugby Union, an up-and-coming sport in the Lana district. What is rugby? I'm glad you asked. It's a game of two halves played with an oval ball. It's a contact sport that is sure to get your blood pumping and your adrenaline flowing. Commonly referred to as a thug sport, but played by gentlemen. Wow, that sounds really cool. How can I get involved? Very simple. Just come down to the next practice session on Saturday. It starts at 4pm and finishes at 6. But Tom, I've never played before. I don't know the game. My Penrai, I hold a 30-minute beginner's session from 3.30pm before team practice. Where are you based? Lana Rugby Club has a home ground at Lampoon Technical College. Just type the club name into Google Maps, it will take you straight there. All this sounds very expensive. How much does it cost? Don't worry, the first time you come is absolutely free and thereafter, if you're a student, it's 50 baht per session and if you work, it's 100 baht per session. If you'd like to play in the Atlanta Rugby Tens League from June to October, 
there is a sign-up fee of 1500 baht for students and 2000 baht for seniors. With that, you get the first team match kit, along with a training top and a polo shirt for team socials afterwards. I'm sold. If I'd like to know more about Lana Rugby Club, what should I do? Very simple. Go to the Raging Buffalo website at ragingbuffalo.co.uk and click on the podcast titled Lana Rugby Club. We talk all about what we're trying to do in Chiang Mai for the rugby. If you'd like to know more about the club itself, go to Lana Rugby Club on the Facebook or on the webpage at lanarugbyclub.co.uk for more information. We are Lana! All right then, so yeah, as, we, as the advert mentioned, if you want to play rugby, get involved with Lana Rugby Club because we're always open, we've always got open arms. We're always accepting new players, always. You know, we love, we love people with ambition and drive and wanting to do something new. Even if you don't know how to play, even if you've never played it before in your life, it doesn't matter. We still want you to come down. <laughs> the more the merrier. Isn't that right, Connor? That's it. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> yes, Tom. Yes, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Three, four, three bags full, sir. Uh, I, I think I think now is an appropriate time to sort of update everybody on what's been going on with the rugby because the first, not, I wouldn't call it the first official Raging well, Buffalo episode, but the first podcast we recorded together was... It was about the rugby. It was about the rugby, and that that's, was four, five months ago now? No. Well, it's 16 weeks, so yeah, four months. Yeah. Four, there, thereabouts. So that's I, it, three and a half months, four I months. I think... What's a better time than now mm. to fill everybody in? What's happening since? Yeah, so we, <laughs> it's, it's been a, it's been a, a few ups and downs, a few uh, troughs mm. and peaks. But on the whole, on the whole, it's pretty. It's pretty <laughs> what, good. Playing golf or rugby? On the whole, it's pretty <laughs> yeah. good. It's uh, yeah, we keep we keep getting new people interested. So even if most most of the time, people come down and they'll say, "Oh yeah, I'll come down. I'll come down next week." Never show ever again. Mm. And I really just made in. But out of every 10 people, that, every five people that come down, five new people, usually one person will stay. And now we've built a team where we've got around 10 people, 10 players I can rely on. And there's still three, four or five more players that are talking to me that want to play. So this weekend could be, could be fascinating. We could have potentially 13, 14 players down this weekend. So it means that I can be a sub I can just be the coach because if it's a proper amateur team this is something I addressed with with Dave the the head the head forwards coach and I said look Dave just so you're aware when we do get in more than 10 players I won't be on the pitch I'll be a sub and I'll come on as a sub because I want to play rugby I love rugby but because we're the people that set it up because I'm the person that set it up uh, predominantly I have to take a step back and I have to do it as a coaching perspective. So I have to start to take the game on in a different way. I mean, I love running around. I love playing rugby. But still, if there's people that are coming down that are paying the subs and that are going there to play rugby, I can't then go, well, I'm the coach. I'm going <laughs> to play instead. And you're going to sit Herdy on the sideline. <laughs> so I can't do that. Right, and, yeah. if I, and if we do have subs, I need to make sure them subs are played before I'm played. That's how, that's how we go. Hmm. Hopefully, hopefully. The idea is that after this league, we'll start to get more people interested because there's going to be the Rugby World Cup happening as well in September in Japan. And I'm hoping that when that happens, people are going to be more interested in playing rugby, the Finland Rugby Club. And then hopefully we can start to develop two teams. So we can have a first team and an old boys team. And the first team I won't be playing for, it'll be the best players that we've got. I'm not saying I'm not a best, one of the best players, but for the first team... I, co- I don't think a coach should be involved in it. They should be playing. They should be coaching instead on the sidelines. 
and then for the second for the first for the old boys team I'll be then st- st- uh, standing in and I'll play a bit of rugby with them because that's more of a social idea hmm. but it's all Atlanta Rugby Club is developing this this level of aiming to be the best rugby club in the north of Thailand if not Thailand in itself and we're getting a lot of coverage we've got coverage on Rugby Asia 24-7 uh, which is great we had an article published in uh, Tiger, the <laughs> online news article. Mm-hmm. Uh, so people are starting to know about us, getting to know more about us. I might even put my feelers out this week to put the articles out again, to get people to know about us again. I'll talk with Chiang Mai uh, News in English and tell them about it because then they can start to promote it as well, which would be great because it is news. It's news in Chiang Mai, the first localized league that's running for six weeks. We'll have four weekends where we're playing. We'll have two weekends off where we can coach and develop the teams. And it's all about getting that development in. If you haven't got the development, if you haven't got that progress, then nothing happens. It stays stale. If you've just got tournaments on a day, one-day tournament, it's not going to develop any sport, any kind of sport. So you need to have this ongoing development. So that's what the league's there for. It may be short. It may only be six weeks, but it's better than it just being one day. Because in one day, you can't develop anything. You're just getting tired. And you're doing the same repeti- repetitive drills and same repetitive scenarios and not improving. Whereas this gives us a platform to be able to develop. And it gives the other teams a platform to develop. So it means that in December, when the, when the tournaments do begin, Bangkok, let's say, come up to Chiang Mai to do a seventh tournament or what have you. And all of a sudden, Bangkok isn't the best team anymore. <laughs> Or the, the Air Force is no longer the best team. It's now Chiang Mai All-Stars. It's now Lana Rugby Club. It's now CMU. It's all these teams because we're developing. And then hopefully, when we come to the tournaments as well, she'll have Major University there. We'll have um, IPCM there. And they'll be able to see that the league that we had has helped develop our teams. So it can just raise the game. And we'll try to do something in Chiang Rai. Uh, Lonnie, unfortunately, it's not been able to get started because some teams have pulled out. Lonnie, though, is still promoting the rugby in Chiang Rai. So Lonnie's my mate. He's the guy that set up the Chiang uh, Chiang Mai Tigers a long time ago. And since then, he went back to New Zealand, came back over, moved up to Chiang Rai, and he works up there. And he set up a team, the Chiang Rai Bears. And we've been been conversing. The idea was that I'd set this league up in Chiang Mai and he'd try and do something similar up in Chiang Mai. Oh, it's Chiang Rai. (laughs) But unfortunately, that didn't get going. But Mm. he does still do a lot of the grassroots does a lot of grassroots work he's got he goes to a lot of various schools develops the rugby in different ages which i can't help but uh, admire yes i can't help but admire lonnie and the work that he's put in because we're, we're both hitting rugby at a different angle but we both want to create the same outcome which is localized rugby that's developing and that's improving and that gives kids something new to aspire and to do same goal different direction yeah well yeah, it's different, slightly different direction. We'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll meet somewhere. <laughs> but it's happening. Yeah. And I know that in Chiang Rai, they've got an international tournament happening in uh, February, I think it is, February the 7th to February the 8th. The International Battle International Tens Tournament, which is going to be really good fun. So Lana Rugby Club will be going up there to play that, along with hopefully some other teams as well from all over Southeast Asia. So we're slowly getting a movement going in the north because this is the thing when I see people playing rugby in Chiang Mai in Thailand 
they're very unaware of new skills, of different ideas. And the cardio isn't there. And the quick thinking isn't there. So what Lana Rugby Club tries to do is develop the quick thinking attributes that players need to be able to think fast on your feet when you're in a game situation. So usually for a 15s game, let's say, 15s for rugby, you'll have you'll have a fly half, scrum half, you'll have a, two centres, two wings, a fullback and the, and the forwards as well. Usually, instead of having a player that's dedicated to just doing one thing, so usually you'll have a breakdown, you'll have a rook, and two forwards will fly over, and then you've got someone support, another forward supporting, bridging the gap, and then the fly half will come over, or the scrum half will come over and take the ball from the, from the rook or the mall. However, in a game situation, that isn't usually the case. Usually, the scrum half may, or fly half may have just been in a different location with a, with, a, with a rook or a mall. They may have been tackled or what have you. So it means that what we need to do is develop the first three players to understand how to react to the situation. And that's what we do with Lana Rugby Club. So the first person goes down to floor, the, the, the ball carrier goes down to ground, the second man clears out, if we're playing, so we're playing tens, second man clears out, third man bridges, the fourth man, whether it be the wing, the fullback, the centre, it could be a prop forward, it doesn't matter. The next person there needs to know what to do. And okay, when we have a scrum and line out and those sorts of situations, usually you've got your formation, you can do, go through your moves with the scrum half and the fly half in the positions that they're in. But seven out of ten times when you're in a match situation, you come to a rook or a mole, that's not the case. So you need every player to understand how to react to that situation. And that's what we're doing with, with Atlanta Rugby Club. We're getting the players, you know, on the ball. So say the, the wing goes to pick up the ball. He knows, okay, we relax. We don't need to take the ball straight away because it's, it's bridged. So we've got time. We can set the line and then boom, we can fly the, fly the, the ball out when the players are ready. And it's getting people to know how to play different positions, even if you're not in that role. Or play different roles, even if it's not your position, whichever way you want to think about it. Does that make sense, Connor? It makes sense. Right, that's also <laughs> what we're trying to do. And the, the great news is we're getting more Thai people involved that want to come down and play rugby, which is amazing. So we've got Opart, who used to play for CMU. And now he, now he works and he's he's committed to Lana Rugby Club now. We've got Dunn, Dunn the Destroyer. <laughs> and he's, he's completely Thai. He's not going to university. He's 17. But he's a phenomenal kid. He's learning English at the same time. He's learning how to interact with foreign people as well, which is great. It's a great attribute to have. Because a lot of Thai people, when you meet them, they don't necessarily know how to interact with, with, foreign, with a group of foreign people. Because we can be very imposing, I guess. Very foreboding aren't we <laughs> we're scary to look at if you get all the, this big group of lads going oh, 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 oh. in your face yeah well Thai people can be quite quite standoff mm. so he's slowly understanding that that nature so and he'll be Which doing it all as well integrating into the mm. rugby club and obviously we're, we're we know that we're we're in Thailand and we have to integrate into Thai culture but it takes you know it's give and take so that's how it is so yeah, so that's how the rugby is, is developing, the Land Rugby Club. And we've got the memberships going. So it's 2,000 baht for a senior, uh, 1,500 for a student. And that gets you the training top, it gets you the first team kit shorts, gets you the socks, gets you the polo shirt, because we're going to have socials. And this is some a new development that Cheryl's Sports Bar have got in touch with Land Rugby Club. And they said they want to sponsor us. So they're going to 
help us build the rugby posts at Lana Rugby Club at Lampoon. Hey, finally getting your rugby coat posts. Yeah, which is amazing. So we're just waiting for the cost to come back from the builders. <laughs> what was, who was that? <laughs> to come back from the, it was all that custard pie. To come back from the builders. And then I can put it through to Cheryl's. And Cheryl's will be the official clubhouse in Chiang Mai. So when we're in Lampoon, okay, we may not drink in Chiang Mai all the time. We'll go to a bar in Lampoon. But when, but majority of the time, when we do go out, when we sort out a social, we'll be going out with the polo shirts, with Lana Rugby Club badge on the on the left pectoral, with Lana Rugby wrote on the back of the shirt. And we'll be going out as a team, as a team unit. So we're slowly getting this this feeling, this vibe. I mean, way back when, when we first did the podcast about the rugby, it was slow coming. Mm. We didn't have many players and it was hard. And now, it's hard for different reasons. But the basics are there. We've got the players that want to play, that come to training, that love the training. The rugby practices have, have come better every week. Because now, what I'll do is, during the week, I'll think, what do we need to develop on? What are we working on? What are the players like? What are they lacking? What skills do they need to learn and to, to relearn? And then I'll put a practice together. And then on the Saturday, before, before we even practice, I'll go down, I'll set it all up. And then as soon as the players get down there, introduce the new players and then we get straight into it and it's all it's all good nature it's all good fun and people are loving it i mean i've I had one of the players today mike he got in touch and he said oh you know i really love the practice at the weekend i can't wait for the next one <laughs> which is amazing because it's rugby practice who likes rugby practice <laughs> but it's great that you've got these people that appreciate the work you're putting in and we're slowly starting to see things come come from it we're starting to see the fruition now you know it's coming through to fruition should i say so what are the big changes that have happened since our very first conversation? Because the sponsor is one, because I remember you were saying, all we want is a sponsor to help us yeah. you know, start building the posts and everything. Yeah, and yeah. now you have your sponsor, Cheryl's. Yes, yeah, so we've got Cheryl's uh, restaurant and bar in Chiang Mai, in the old town. And they're putting the money forward, hopefully. For, well, I hope it's secured to get the rugby post sorted out. I just for more some... of a personal curiosity. Yeah. How much does it cost to build rugby posts? Well, that's why we're waiting for the for the price. It should cost around twenty thousand baht. I think you got to get them custom built and everything, haven't yeah. you? It's, it's it should like... cost. It should cost around twenty thousand baht. I've spoken with a a fella recently, uh, Pat, and he started the rugby in Phuket, mm. and he got some rugby posts made. He said it costs him eighteen thousand. Mm. So we'll see. We'll find out. We'll see about it. Are but they going to be to the same size and everything? Well, slightly different because it's for football as well to accommodate. Yeah. So they're going to be six meters wide. The bar will be three meters high, mm. like in rugby. So mm-hmm. the football will have to just deal with that. <laughs> and then the posts, in, in, all in all, will be 10 meters high. Still cool, though. Yeah, very cool. <laughs> and then we'll get some rugby pads. And this is the thing. Cheryl's will have Cheryl's emblazoned on the rugby post pads, mm. the, the rugby post protectors. So that'll give them the advertising they need. And then hopefully we can cultivate a good relationship with Cheryl's over the next few months, you know? And you'll know for the rugby, for a fact that if you play for Lana Rugby Club, we're going to be given first dibs on the seating to watch the rugby matches there at Cheryl's. And the, the rugby matches are on at a good time from five, between five and seven they start. So it's a reasonable time for the rugby. So it means that to the weekends and even during the week, if, if we need, if we want to, we'll be able to go and watch the rugby if we book in advance. No, how many players, sorry, no, how many people we've got in advance who want to come down to watch with Lana Rugby Club. So yes, that's slow and steady. Mm. It's great. And I just can't wait to see what the future has in store for, for Lana Rugby Club with the sponsors. 
And then on top of that, like we talked earlier about the Lana Rugby Tens League, that's coming to fruition after months and months of arduous communication with Thai coaches and the umming and ahhing on, oh, I don't know, and on the date, and da da da. And all of a sudden, boom, we've got it. We've secured it. We had the last meeting two weeks uh, into June to finalise. Oh, no, sorry. Two weeks into June, was it? Maybe the first week of June. So we were supposed to start on the 22nd of June, but we had to postpone it because of the the meeting we had two weeks before. So we changed it until the 3rd of August. And all of a sudden, we've got it. It's been greenlit. Everybody's happy. The teams are happy. The coaches are happy. We're, the referees are happy. And it's all going to work. It's wonderful. Happy days. And with the with Lana Rugby Club, as I say, with the, the, the students, it's 50 baht to come down to train, to play. It's 100 baht for everyone throughout, you know, throughout the base. 100 baht for seniors to come down and practice with us as well. And it's a good run out. Two hours of solid rugby. Uh, a lot of cardio, a lot of skill work. And then we go through positional play. So then we can send Dave and I can start to understand where our players should go and if players can adapt as well to different positions. And when we go through the positional play, the idea is that the scrum half or the fly half isn't always going to be there to go to the rooks or malls. Sometimes the wing will have to go, sometimes the prop will have to go. And it's about addressing that situation and getting them to understand how to react and getting the people to understand how to react in their positions as well. Because we want it to be fluid. That's the whole thing. If every player can understand every skill that's needed, then you're, you're happy. The set pieces are for the fly-offs and the scrum-offs. The rest of it's fluid. It has to be. If you're lucky, you can have the fly-off there and the scrum-off. Otherwise, just first come, first first serve, you know? Mm-hmm. See, if the fly-off is in the rook, someone else needs to come out and, and ship the ball out. Oh, that's that and the other. So, yeah, so it's progressing. That's it's nice. It. You've come a long way. Oh, it's, it's happening. It's happening. <laughs> it definitely is happening. And if you want to come down and play rugby, just get into it on the Lana Rugby page. We've got Lana Facebook page. So that's Lana Rugby Club. L-A-N-N-A-R-U-G-B-Y-C-L-U-B. Uh, we've got a website, which is lanarugbyclub.co.uk. Again, L-A-N-N-A-R-U-G-B-Y-C-L-U-B.co.uk. Oh, wow. You can do that on the first time now. Oh, man. I've been doing this a lot, man. I've been doing this a lot. So yeah, I remember back in the day. Back in the day, that was Fourth a struggle. Attempt. Oh, that was a struggle. But we were drinking, we were drinking uh, rum, and, rum and soda at the oh, time yeah, as well. That was a big, that was a big asset to the podcast. That was wasn't a heavy it? hitter, wasn't it? <laughs> it's not so much anymore, is it? No, a couple of beers, no. might not. But I find it's because maybe we started a bit earlier, not exactly early in the morning, but not really. It's the same time, isn't it? It's just, a, I think it's the fact that we realised if we don't drink, we get a bit more lucid, possibly. <laughs> Possibly. And we swear, don't swear so swear much. Swear less, yeah. Swear a lot less. But then maybe that's just come from doing it as well. Well, that's, Yeah, it could, it could just have a lot to do with development. Yeah, just development, isn't it? <laughs> it's just development. It's what it is. Life is about development. Uh-huh. That's all it is. <laughs> so, yeah, so... The moral of the story is... What story? The moral of the story. I don't know what story. <laughs> Fact of the match. So today we'll be talking about the rugby mm. a lot, haven't we? A lot's um, changed in the last our, five months. It the, what is it? Our final words. What's our takeaway for today? Stay keep updated. At <laughs> keep at it. Yeah, that's it. And you know what? Yeah. Keep at it. Because with, with the rugby, it's taken 18 months to get to where it is. And it's something that 18 months ago, if I'd have thought, if I'd have said to you, if I'd have said to myself 18 months ago, in 18 months, you're going to have a rugby team. You're going to have players that want to play. You're going to have your own land. You're going to have sponsors. You're going to have people asking you to sponsor you, not you asking them. 
rugby. You're going to have players asking you about the rugby. You're going to have a league. You'll have set the league up and people will want to play it. I'll be laughing. Oh, like, nah, you're having a laugh. Mm. Oh, you're having a laugh. <laughs> you're pulling my leg. However, it's now 18 months later. We've got people that want to sponsor us. We've got players that want to play for us. We've got land for ourselves. We've got teams that want to play in the league. We've got the league to happen. And it's going to be happening on the 3rd of August. So if you want to play and get involved with the rugby, get in touch with myself, Tom, or with Dave, who's our head coach. Or you can go on the website and have a look, check it all out. What's the, rep- what's the website again? It's lanarugbyclub.co.uk. That's L A N N A R U G B Y C L U B dot co dot UK. Failing that, go Good on enough. Facebook, go on Facebook. Yeah. And either come down to the training session at the weekend, Lampoon Technical College from four till six in the evening on Saturday, or on the 3rd of August, come down to PRC, Prince Royals College, at three o'clock in the afternoon on Saturday. And you can get to see all of the matches, all the teams playing 10s uh, rugby. And that's going to be happening for four weekends, uh, one weekend on, one weekend off, generally speaking, until we get to the 31st and the 7th is just a week after. The 7th is going to be the decider. So as well as the league that we've got, right at the end, it's going to be the thirds versus fourths and then the seconds versus firsts to get the first, second, third and fourth positions. So it's very exciting up until the end. Almost like a Super League final, I guess, for the Rugby League, <laughs> where you have the the last four teams compete to be, become first, the, the best team. Mm. So there we have it. Very informative. Yeah. All right, there we go. That's our five-month update from the Rugby League. Oh, and sorry, if you if you don't go on the, on the website, and if you're, if you're in town and you do pop into Cheryl's, you can always ask them because can, they can forward you through to myself as well. Mm. We've got a very good relationship now. Why don't you give um, Cheryl some of the forms? For people Sorry? To fill out. Why don't you give Cheryl some of the forms for people to fill out? Well, it's a waste of time, really. Mm. Usually, the players come down to training, and usually it's the second time you want to give them the form. The second, if I if, if they come down to train, if you come down to train, I'll give you a form, or you can go online and get the PDF online. Mm. We've got a PDF online, and it's 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 computer fillable. You can fill it online. You can do. <laughs> we are very lardy da Connor. That is right. We are we are hitting all all the all the points. Happy days. All right. Should we should we wrap it up? That's cool, isn't it? Whoa! Can you see a raging buffalo? Raging buffalo.